Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang with you. We're going to take a look at headlines investors will pay attention to today as far as what's moving the markets is concerned. And it's about reading the game, Ryan, because now how does the current solid US economic data play into the Fed's aggressive tightening campaign. Yeah, the name of the game is good news is bad news for the market right now. So you've got strong economic data just weighing on markets because that means the Fed has more room to hike rates faster Mm, and more. The latest one being the ISM data. Mm, That is the PMI data points that came out overnight around the service PMI. So it came in at a four-month high at 56.9. And that suggests consumer demand for services remains strong. Mm. And this is despite rising rates, high inflation, and perhaps supported by some stable pay rises uh, we've been getting in the labor market for the US at least. So all that strengthening the odds for the Fed to hike rates more aggressively. What is this going to do for the US dollar though? And I ask on your behalf because uh, you're going to the US soon. <laughs> I am sweating right now looking at the numbers. Uh, we are looking at the rates supporting a stronger US dollar. So that is pretty much what we are seeing right now. And conversely, when the dollar gets stronger, almost every other currency is weaker by relative extent. Compared so, with the sing dollar? Now let's look at levels where we are right now for the US versus Sing dollar. It's now 1.406 and that is now near oh. a one-month high and very close to touching its highest levels in two years. 1.406 is where we are right now. Wow, it's come back quite a bit. I remember a couple of years Oof. ago, it was a 145 and then when I traveled, it was 1.3 plus. This was just before the pandemic. Now 1406. Yeah, it's gone up and down a bit, but in recent days, it started to strengthen uh, against the Sing dollar. The Sing dollar, of course, has been supported by the MES in recent rounds of tightening itself. So that has helped to some extent to buffer against those um, stronger US dollar effects. I bet it's not so good news for the yen then. Who oh, it is not because it is at its weakest levels in Ouch. 24 years. And that is seeing levels like. 143 for the US dollar versus the yen. In fact, overnight, the greenback strengthened by nearly 2%. So this is all a reflection of how things are playing out in the currency market. The dollar off the back of rising rate expectations and the Japanese yen Mm. off the back of a weakening, I guess, prospect of the Japanese economy, which is still struggling to revive itself. Yeah. We get some good news about Japan, though. We'll get to that uh, a little bit later on. Uh, I seem to remember the RBA was in action yesterday. Any effects we're seeing from that? Yeah, so let's uh, start chronologically first. So we had the RBA hiking for a fourth straight time by 50 basis points, as widely expected with all the things that's playing out on the inflation front. Okay. So that was helping the Aussie dollar to some extent. But now it's giving back those gains that it got yesterday. Uh-huh. And this, of course, um, with the US dollar getting stronger. And we are also seeing a bit of pressure on the Kiwi dollar. Mm. So let's start with Aussie dollar. Um, is now down by 0.9%. Um, so that is uh, pretty much where we are for the New Zealand dollar as well, for the weakness we are seeing 
So that's playing out across many Asian currencies. Okay, I want to shift track from currency to energy. Two areas we need to talk about, Ryan. One, OPEC Plus, any updates from them? Two, we are all set for an emergency meeting, an EU emergency meeting, in fact. I believe that's happening this Friday. What are you looking at on both fronts? Yeah, so for oil, it's a similar picture where we are seeing prices giving back gains from yesterday. So we had that supply cut by OPEC being signaled yeah. for October, and that helped prices to some extent. But then I think investors started to realize, hey, the economy is not doing so awesome. We've got China still being a problem with the lockdowns, mm. and everywhere else, uh, almost Europe, for example, is going to mean demand for oil is not so super. So okay. that's weighing on oil prices right now. And then you have the energy saga right now playing out. And that could be another chapter uh, that is going to be worth watching because on Friday, we will get the emergency meeting by European policymakers. And in the lead up to that, there is some drama. Wow, what's so happening this here? is where we, let me recap first. Over okay. the weekend, we had okay. the Nord Stream 1 pipeline from Russia yes, yes, being halted. And they claimed it was because of maintenance issues. So now they have added more fuel to the fire, so to speak. A Kremlin spokesperson says the economic sanctions put on it by the West are just complicating its efforts to maintain its pipeline because it can't do many things because of insurance and legal guarantees. So this is holding up the maintenance work, is what they claim. I mean, we talked about this yesterday and how nobody's winning uh, as far as this concern. On one side, people not having energy. Um, on Russia's side, these sanctions is not going to be good for the economy. And it's going to have an effect where, where climate change is concerned because now Germany is prepared to turn on those uh, two nuclear plants oh, yeah. in the southern side of the country. Yeah, many side stories in yeah. this entire energy saga. And look at what the Gazprom, the pipeline supplier, yeah, yeah. Uh, they are saying that they will not continue to resume supplies until Siemens Energy finishes its repairs. So you've got the Kremlin saying one thing and Gazprom saying one thing. And guess what? Siemens is saying another thing. They are saying, now the current situation right now, they cannot comprehend the representation based on the information provided to Siemens. So oh, they yeah. are saying they actually don't effectively need to do so much maintenance work. Okay, you first, me first, he first. Let's try and wrap up uh, on a good note though. Japan is set to further ease its border requirements, uh, border measures in fact, uh, as far as the COVID uh, situation is concerned. I'm looking forward to going back to Japan. Great news for those looking forward to that. And looking at the details, you've got things like people not having to show a negative pre-arrival COVID-19 test okay. as long as you have completed three doses of COVID vaccines and the daily cap on entry is going to be raised from 20,000 to 50,000 people and also non-guided package tours will now be allowed. So all this will be good news for the Japanese economy and of course the weaker yen. Ah, shopping! To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.